Welcome to a paranormal show unlike any other. The Ghost Helpers Show with your guides, Tina Irwin and Laura Van Tyne. Where the paranormal is more normal than you think. We are seasoned psychics who once led normal, everyday lives just like you. Until the paranormal world refused to be ignored any longer. We have listened to countless dead tell their stories and we are sharing that knowledge with you. Join us each week as we take a piece of the paranormal and explain how it works using true ghost stories, the tales that the dead have told us. Our intention is to offer new insights and understandings of the paranormal pandemonium which surrounds that mystical fourth dimension and how it impacts our normal everyday lives. The Ghost Helper Show with Laura and Tina, teaching the living to help the dead, starts now. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited to be doing this show. We have had a show for years on the karmic path. And what we always go back to are ghosts. We do. That's our passion. You know, it's who Dead we are. People. Dead people. You know, that's that line from, from the sixth sense. I talk to dead people. So we do. And so with Ghost Helpers, the whole concept of this show is that the paranormal is actually more normal than most people think or want to admit or maybe really fully realize. And so it's in our heart of hearts that we're really ghost helpers and we're not ghost hunters. And there's a huge difference. Yeah, we don't have to hunt them down. They no, just they, find they, us. They find us. And you know what? Frankly, go to any Trader Joe's liquor section or a hospital or, or a liquor, whatever it is, you're going to find a ghost. They're not that hard to find. Mm -mm. And you don't have to, you know, lock yourself in some scary building and wait till midnight and all your fancy equipment. And... No, none of that's necessary. And our job is to take the, the scary and the airy fairy out of the understanding and the process. Because on this inaugural show, we want to remind everyone that there is such a thing as a ghost because the very first law of thermodynamics says that energy is neither created nor destroyed. Therefore, the energy that animates each of us has to go somewhere and it goes to a different dimension and eventually we're all recycled. Well, if we think about water, let's bring the logic trail back down. Water comes in many different states, right? Ice, liquid, solid. Ice is a solid, never mind. Gas. <laughs> Well, there's so, slush. There's you know, slush. There's those in-between stuff. The so, colloid stuff. Yeah. So it's the same concept, but we're applying it to the soul. We're applying it to spirituality. And when a person dies and leaves this physical mortal body, and by the way, it will happen to all of us eventually, what happens to the energy that animates that soul? And that's, that's really what this is about, is to address the multitude of facets to understanding living and dying and life after death, because there is a life after death. And that's such an important concept for everyone to kind of wrap their brain around and, and appreciate. Not accept, we didn't say accept, it's appreciate, because <laughs> it's, it's a very challenging concept for a lot of very science-based people. But when you bring the science back into it, because we are uniting science, psychology, and spirituality. And we basically had to do that because Laura and I have both had so many challenging paranormal experiences that out of desperation for both yeah. of us, it wasn't just. And we're normal people. It's not like we're. Don't ask my husband that okay. question. Don't ask. Don't, don't. You know what? Let's just retract that a little bit. We thought we were normal people and the paranormal world insinuated itself into both of our lives and instead of wanting to run away from it or avoid it or get it to go away we decided to take the scientific approach and learn everything we possibly can about the science behind what is a ghost and i think that that's a, a critically important thing and along the way we learned a lot of the stuff that people call magic and the stuff that most people can't wrap their heads around but there is again a very basic logic to this that if you can understand it follow the logic trail a implies b implies jfk 
you can be surprised what you can find. And so what we're hoping is that you'll kind of join us every week as we explore the myriad topics that align them right? surround a ghost. It's not just, oh my gosh, this house is haunted. There's a ghost. Oh my gosh, there is so much more than that. And if you can understand the differences, knowledge is power. It enables you to not be afraid. Well, and you know, back to your magic comments, you know, I, I kind of want to touch on Harry Potter just a little bit because there's a stuff going on in the news right now where it's being banned in certain places because they talk about spells and magic and casting, etc. A lot of what's in Harry Potter it is is real. It, it does exist, and it's important to study all aspects of every subject. And just because you're studying something doesn't mean you go do it but you get an understanding of what can happen. And when we do that, it keeps us in a safer space. It's cause and effect. I mean, that's a really important point. The basis was that the Catholic church decided a parish of the Catholic church, not the entire and it's, it's starting to spread though. It's if it starts and, you know, it could start to spread, but this wasn't, didn't come out of Rome. It just came out of a particular parish. And basically they decided that there was too much evil in the Harry Potter books, so they're going to ban them. It's very dangerous when you start banning books. Very, very, read Kurt Vonnegut, Fahrenheit 451, if you want to understand how dangerous that is. The point of it is, Harry Potter is only about good and evil. And there are ghosts in Harry Potter and they don't help them either. But what they do talk about are the need to find who are your friends, where is the goodness, that you can use certain abilities for good or for evil. And, and this is, we're talking psychic abilities. We're talking psychic yeah. ability and it's not a gift. I mean, we're going to be right, re reiterating this throughout well, our shows. Let's, we're going to be talking about that, but let's step back a minute. It's okay. not a gift. Psychic ability is not a gift. And the reason why we say that is because they are learned and earned abilities. And frankly, you can return a gift. Yes. Okay. You Nordstrom can, will take it back. Let me tell you. Yeah. They'll take it back. You can re-gift a gift. Yes. You can not accept a gift. But when it comes to psychic abilities, you've earned it and you've learned it. So how do you use it for the greater good? I know a lot of people feel that if you have psychic ability or math ability, or you're a music prodigy or a singing prodigy or an artist prodigy, whatever you, whatever P you want to put in front of it or behind it, they think, oh, God gave it to you. So God gifted you. And I, I would really like to correct that misconception. We earn who we are in each life. It kind of goes back to our, our history on the karmic path. And when you have studied something, I mean, I've done past life regressions with physicians and they were doctors, life after life after life. By gosh, this life, they're going to figure out what's going to save that person because they want to keep honing that ability. Psychic ability, the connection to the more spiritual elements of mortal life isn't any different. You earn the ability you have. You earn karma for the ability you have and how you use it. So if you're doing spells that try to control somebody else's free will, that's going to earn you some very negative karma. And we're going to be, again, as the shows go on, delving into that element, which some people consider magic. We just consider it common sense a whole lot more. Right. All right. So as we're going along here, we figured out that to be able to work through this and to admit, all right, I've got a psychic ability. What are the rules? What, what, how do I deal with this ghost that's in front of me? And we ended up becoming, I hate to say it, but kick-ass psychics. We understand the process. We never stop studying for starters. We're always looking and studying and learning. We're not going to blindly trust spirit. We, I can't tell you how many times we've heard, oh, just trust spirit. That can be dangerous because you don't know what spirit is. The definition of spirit can be so many things and, and everyone uses the term. It's a catch-all term, like everything is organic. <laughs> Not everything's organic. <laughs> the word spirit can mean a hundred different things. So we're careful how we use that term. You'll find us use a specific term if it's a ghost, 
it's a ghost. If it's something that is very a dark entity, we're going to say dark entity or dark being or intelligence. We'll not, we're not going to call it a spirit. And if it's something that's a harasser that's coming at you in the sleep state or is harassing a ghost because ghosts can be harassed, gee, who knew, then we're also going to be differentiating the kinds of beings we're talking about so that you understand it and we understand it. The catch-all phrase of spirit isn't going to be something we can manage. Right. And when we classify things, it keeps us safer. And we want to kind of keep that in mind. It's about being safe and being wise. And when we look at things, for example, in the scientific world, everything is classified. It has a kingdom of phyla, blah, 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 blah. Why is that? So we know exactly what it is we're dealing with. So that's one of our goals. Poison ivy is very different than, a, than you know, a holly leaf. Yeah. Or, you know, a flower or whatever. So the classification is important. And what we want to do when we come back from our break, which we're about to go to, is we're going to give you uh, some idea of what our experience level is. Why are we ghost hunters? Helpers. Helpers. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we're not hunters. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. I misspoke completely. Why did we decide to do that? What happened to each of us? And this week's show and is going to be what happened to me, because I've been around the block many more times than Laura. <laughs> She was there when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. That's right. When the earth was new. And then she just next, looks really good for 562 I years do, old. I do. I look really good for that age. Next week, we're going to talk about Laura's desperation. And so when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And you're listening to Ghost Helpers on Transformation Talk Radio. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Welcome back to Ghost Helpers. I almost said something else. <laughs> Welcome back to Ghost Helpers. I'm Tina Irwin, and Laura Van Tine is right here beside me. And we're talking about who we are, how did we decide to help ghosts? And the answer is that at first we didn't care about helping them. We just wanted them to stop harassing us day after day after well, day. Well, night after night. Ghosts night. don't need to sleep. Newsflash. Yeah. You know that that term people say, quiet, you'll wake the dead? Newsflash. They never sleep. You, they're always awake. <laughs> Not You don't have to wake them up. Yeah. They're there. Because they don't have time. And, you know, a little bit about me is I, I was, you know, my I, my family were normal people. I, I have a master's degree in education. I taught middle school math and Spanish. I taught elementary school. You know, I volunteered at the civic level for my, you know, city and the school district and all of this stuff. So it's it just kind of like, you know, hit me right in the face when all this stuff was happening. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, a normal background, you know, my husband works in corporate America. We've got three kids, you know, I'm coaching soccer for one kid. My husband's coaching basketball, whatever we're doing. We're busy, normal people. And all of a sudden the paranormal just smacked us in the face. I was so unprepared for it. And that's how it all started for me. It wasn't like I was looking for it. Exactly. And, and, and I, I've always had some psychic ability, but for me, I'm a retired naval officer. I retired at the commander level. I spent 20 years in the Navy. I mean, I'm very science logic based. And we we had some ghost issues when, you know, as we were first married, but it really hit us hard when we moved to Charleston, South Carolina, because virtually every building in Charleston is haunted by Revolutionary War or Civil War, <laughs> War of 1812, you know, the whole slave culture that was there through and, you know, until 1865, when then it was just chaos after that. And, you know, when you live in a haunted house, you, it's not fun and it's not cool. It's not fun and it's not cool. And so what, what we wanted to do is we'd like to tell a story, a ghost story in every single episode, because it's going to illustrate a point in the point of this story, which is also far more graphically detailed in uh, one of our ghost books. We have a trio of ghost books called Ghost Stories from the Ghost Point of View, volumes one, two, and three, and those are available on Amazon. And they're all true ghost stories, and these are the stories the ghosts have told us. Exactly. And with it, there's always something to learn. Like we're always studying. We're always learning. There's always something to learn with pretty much every ghost that we encounter. And the more you learn, the less fear you have, except that <laughs> those nights in Charleston, <laughs> I, I was just terrified. And so what I thought would be fun is to just explain where my sense of desperation came from. And in way back in the dark ages in, in 1979, <laughs> We moved back from Naples, Italy. Were there dinosaurs then? When the di no, okay. we had no more dinosaurs. We moved back from, from Naples, Italy to Charleston, South Carolina. And we bought a house that was 18 months old. 18 months old. It wasn't an old antebellum house. So it shouldn't be haunted is what you're saying. You would. And when we walked through the house, I didn't get any impression that it was haunted. Troy went to navigator school and I started a, a job at a, a submarine uh, command in Charleston, a shore command. So I, I moved into the house by myself. You know, we just, we just had a, an express shipment. So we're waiting for household goods to arrive. So I'm buying, I'm in the house by myself. I don't know a soul in Charleston, nobody. And the very first night I'm there, I'm on an air mattress and there's nobody in the house. I'm laying there in bed and I hear footsteps walking above me. This house doesn't have a second floor. So where were those footsteps? They were men's heavy, heavy footfalls right above my head. I'm laying there and thinking, is there someone in the house? Is there someone on the roof? Is there, it wasn't a roof. 
No, you, it's like, you know, when you have somebody walking on a floor above you, you can hear Mm -hmm. their footsteps. That's what that was. They were so clear. So it wasn't a giant raccoon. It was, or a small dinosaur. There were no small dinosaurs. No, no velociraptors were up there. <laughs> and I, I thought I'm going to have to get up and go look, go look for this ghost. And I'm so terrified, I can't move. I'm just, I'm so terrified. This was in the Archdale section on Botany Bay Boulevard. Say that fast, in um, North Charleston. And I laid there and I was just terrified. And that was the beginning, an unbelievable beginning. I think I must've fallen asleep, but eventually I went up and I looked through the attic because there was no second floor and there's nothing there. There's no evidence of a ghost, nothing. And every couple of days, there was an incident. There would be massive pounding on the walls and you could hear the plaster in between the walls falling it's like what is that you'd hear somebody knock above your you're on the headboard above your bed as you're sleeping you would hear them rattling dishes in the kitchen when you're in bed and you're so terrified you can't figure out what do I do about this what do I do what do I do that's that that thought I'm I'm a naval officer I'm going to work with these very left brain you know, get your logic back in, tr- yeah, right? But, you know, who do I tell about this? <laughs> Am I going crazy is another thing, right? Am I going crazy? Am I hearing things? So I, I remember I mentioned, I remember I mentioned this to my neighbor and she says, my house is haunted too. And it's like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. Thank God I'm your not. house is haunted too. I'm That's- so glad you're having the same problem. <laughs> no, not really, but okay. And she says, we hear people running up and down the hallways and there's no one there. We hear rapping. And, and whoever this ghost is, he's a thief. Well, he hadn't stolen anything from me yet, but eventually he took a diamond earring, three sets of contact lenses. My husband put his contact lenses in the contact lens cases. And when he wakes up in the morning, they're gone. Who breaks into a house and steals contact lenses? Stole a pair of our son's tennis shoes and a wallet and a postcard and a bottle of wine. Who knew that ghost drank? <laughs> a ghost stealing. This is such a foreign far out concept really how do how does that happen so i asked my neighbor have you had any break-ins she said no just the ghost he takes i put the jewelry by my bed at night the house is completely sealed and when i wake up in the morning the jewelry's gone i said okay well we have a whole house alarm because i'm alone a lot troy's always at sea and i wake up in the morning the alarm is still on and it's cold in January in Charleston and every door and window is wide open. The front door, the back door are wide open. Oh my God. The hair stood up all over my body. I am so terrified. I can't breathe. I don't even want to walk down the hall. I don't know who's now in my house. What happened? This happened more than once. And it's like, why didn't the alarm go off? Because there's a seal that's broken. How does this physics work? And so I contacted the Duke University School of Parapsychology because I wanted to know what a lot of people want to know. How do you get rid of a ghost? And what does that mean really to get rid of a ghost, right? That was the term. I admit it. I use that term. Wrong term. I didn't know that in 1979. I was absolutely desperate, just beyond desperate. And my son would hear it. And The Duke University School of Parapsychology said, oh, we just studied the phenomenon and psychics. We have no idea what do you do for a ghost. And some people said burn sage. God knows we know that doesn't work. Sage has a different purpose. It doesn't get rid of a ghost. Yeah, it's great for sausage and ceremonies, but that's about it. And, And so they said, put salt around your house. Well, that works great in the movies. It does not work in real life. And I said prayers and I did all the, all the new age things they tell you to do. It didn't do any, any good. So I started discreetly asking my neighbors, do you have any problems? And they said, are you kidding me? My house was above a stable. We hear horses clomping and whinnying all night long. And it's like, really, really? And then another woman said, we have a two-story house. When we come down in the morning, all of our living room furniture is completely rearranged. We can't take it anymore. And they moved. 
Another woman came downstairs and what she found was that she has a blank wall in her living room and there was a rocking chair and it's been moved to face a blank wall and it's just rocking as if someone is looking out a window waiting for someone to come A window home. that doesn't exist. No window there. Yeah. And they were, all of these people were desperate. And so I asked a real estate agent, has there ever been a story of, of the Archdale area haunted? And she said, are you kidding me? Every agent knows that whole neighborhood is haunted. And I said, the whole neighborhood's haunted, really? And they said, yeah, the whole neighborhood's haunted. And I said, well, what do we do about it? And they looked at me and said, we don't know. Nobody we know knows how to cross over, how to get rid of, that was the term, get rid of a ghost. And, and clearly there's more than one. There were more than yeah. one. I think my neighbor and I had the same ghost. Mm -hmm. We named him Jake. And I, he did things like he would make sure my car wouldn't start. So I'd have to have it towed. When I get it to the mechanic, it starts right totally up. Fine. And the mechanic <laughs> says, yeah, your car starts, but there's something else horribly wrong. And you would have been in an accident. And I thought, so is this a good ghost? Or is this a bad ghost? Who and knows? on that note, <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the, the Ghost Helper Show on Transformation Talk Radio. And we would love for you to check out the oillounge.com, our wonderful sponsors. And with that, we'll be right back. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. Are you, are you searching? Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790 Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit thetruthisfunny.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back to Ghost Helpers. Tina's been sharing with us her start in this paranormal journey, and she's talking about this house that they bought that was terribly haunted. And it wasn't just the house that was haunted, it was the whole neighborhood. So we've got this ghost that runs around knocking and thumping and making itself known. And stealing. And stealing. Stealing. So 
what happens next? Because you're still living there. Um, and I still can't go to work and say, gee, I live in a haunted house. This is what happened last night. It's not very commander-like, is it? It's not very, well, I was a lieutenant <laughs> at the time. So okay, not very lieutenant-like then. It's like, are we really going to promote you if you believe in ghosts? I mean, it's, it's. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a dark ages kind of feeling. Does that mean you're a witch because you see it, you know, you, you can tell these ghosts well, around it's you? Well, a very alone place to be. And we talk about the, the paranormal is more normal than we think. How many people are out there that are dealing with something that they're afraid to mention because it's not normal? And that's what we're going with. So, all right. So we've got this ghost. Who only did this stuff when Troy was at sea. So now my husband thinks I'm a little nuts until one morning he heard it. He also was sitting next to me when he heard footsteps run down the hall. So what does he do? He sends, he sets up a video recorder because we had those in 1979. <laughs> sets up a video recorder of, you know, so he can catch this ghost on film. And we had, you know, 18 hours of snow, no ghost. And one night he was actually at home. And, you know, we put our, we put our little boy to bed and I just did the same microphone. You're good. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sound asleep. It's the middle of the night. And you know how something happens and it's not a dream. You are really awake and conscious. And I was awakened with this terrifying, cold feeling. And cold is the operative word. It's like this icy cold form starts to lay down next to me in bed. And as long as I live, I will never forget. It wasn't fear. It was terror. This ghost is laying beside me in bed and he starts to hold my hand. Now I'm paralyzed. I can't move. Well, and we're going to be talking about sleep paralysis and, and those types of things too. What brings on a sleep paralysis? You're awake. You're consciously awake, but you can't move. And you can't speak. And you can't speak. I couldn't reach out to Troy, who's, who's just, you know, inches from me and say, help me, help me. I'm holding hands with a ghost and he's laying down here next to me. <laughs> I, I couldn't move. I could barely breathe. I couldn't speak. And my feeling of powerlessness, helplessness and terror was so complete, your mind races and races. If he's holding my hand and laying down beside me, what's next? What am I going to do? If he, I, I thought this was an escalation, but could more happen? And it's terrifying on levels. I don't know really how to communicate unless someone else has had this experience. Well, it's a loss of control. Uh, you That's know, a with, with a, with a physical person, an intruder, it's tangible. You could punch him. You could spray him with mace. You could do all these kinds of things, but with a ghost entity, you could punch him, but you're just going to go right through him. Exactly. Can't wait for him to wake up or get tired because like you say, they don't need that. And eventually he began to let go of my hand. And it's one of these things where if someone shakes your hand, you shake a couple times and then you release. Well, he didn't release my hand. It's as if he pulled his hand out of mine, which I figured must have taken 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes of feeling his horrible, icy fingers. And then he eventually leaves laying next to me. And now I know that he's standing in the room and he's watching me and I'm there and well, I, he's watching your terror is what he's, he's watching. watching my terror and he's watching me feel powerlessness. And I'm not a powerless person. No, she's not. Don't take her off. And the, the element here is that I developed this drive to figure this out because I'm not ever going to let this happen. Well, and to this me is again. karma, not wasting energy. We talk about that a lot. Karma never wastes energy. And so because he does this, you're like, oh, never again. Oh, never again. And I will say <laughs> that that didn't ever happen again. And I, I hit the books like there is no tomorrow and trying to figure it out. And eventually we spent seven years going through this. We didn't have enough money to move. 
how would we explain why are we moving? And I'm sorry, we move into another house that's just as haunted. And then we, we push this problem off on somebody else. Well, that's a big part of it, right? You, you, and we see a lot of TV shows where it's the house is haunted and you know, this, the psychic or whatever says you just need to move. Well, now it's someone else's problem and that's not cool. Well, it's not cool. And it's, it's not responsible. Even if you would like to do something about it. And my, my feeling was that this ghost wasn't going to go away and he was stuck in something that I didn't know existed called a stack of time. I also didn't understand that the Archdale plantation had an earthquake uh, way back in the early 1800s and an earthquake is a fault line, a fault line that has an earthquake run right through it. It pretty much decimated the plantation and they raised rice and indigo and I think that's all they raised. And when you have a fault line, you have an area of instability. And that area of instability is really tremendous. When that happens, then you can have a lot of paranormal activity. I didn't know that at the time. Again, it's one of those things. It's not that, like there's a school or a book or. Well, no, I have yeah. a PhD from the school of hard knocks. Right. Other Literally than that, hard knocks. Oh yeah. I, me too. And, but there's really, especially back then when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, there was really not much you could really find. There wasn't. I went back to the turn of the century to Alice Bailey, Annie not, Descent. Not physically, but. The turn of the 19th century <laughs> to some of the writers who had written about paranormal based on their experience and the things that they, they did. They didn't know how to cross them over either. They had all these in the, it was called spiritism in the, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, mm -hmm. it was called spiritism and they'd hold seances and they didn't know how to help the dead either. And help the dead is really the bottom line. So after seven years in Charleston, we got orders to Norfolk, Virginia, and we had to sell that house <laughs> and we got a really great real estate agent and we had, we couldn't it took us nine months to sell that house nine months of two mortgages it was horrible to sell that house and i didn't tell our real estate agent it was haunted because well who's gonna believe you who's well one who's gonna believe me and there was no legal requirement because no one had died in the house it was it was you know probably like eight or nine years old by that time we moved no one had died in the house and I had no proof I had a ghost, so I didn't say anything. The agent was so terrified to stay in the house, every open house in the hot, sticky Charleston heat. She'd sit outside and fight the fire ants off. And that was, it was a horrible situation. Well, within a year of our leaving Charleston, the state legislature of South Carolina passed a law that you have to disclose if your house is haunted, which means that if the South Carolina legislature legislature believes in haunted houses maybe they know something we don't know we did eventually sell the house the couple who purchased it stayed in it one night and put it on the market the next day and i felt badly about that and i didn't know how to help them and now i do but under spiritual law, I don't own the house anymore. So I can't just go back and say, excuse me, I can help you get rid of that ghost. This, right. <laughs> that works on television. Well, doesn't work too well in real life. These are things that we, we've both gone through. And so, so many other people have gone through. We're not unique or special. It, it really does happen. And sometimes it's not that dramatic. And sometimes it's more subtle. And, you know, these are some of the questions that we get because we're always helping people solve their problem, their paranormal problems like this. And, you know, you start to wonder, you know, am I crazy? Am I, am I imagining this, right? You know, can this really happen? You know, the other big question is, am I safe and are my kids safe? And that was the big thing I was going through. Are we safe? Can something bad happen to us? Okay. You know, this ghost was just was laying in bed with you it could worse can happen we've seen it in history books um can i fix this and how do i fix it and you know what works to remove a ghost and we're going to spend a lot of time on helping people what works to remove a ghost and what it means to remove a ghost because which is why we actually have a psychic self-defense course we invite you to right check, check it that out. out so and i can put that out there on our on our stuff so 
Facebook feeds. Um, what does it mean to remove a ghost? Because if, you know, in my journey, which I'll talk about next week, people would say, oh, just banish that ghost. Well, now it becomes your problem. If I banish this ghost, it's now your problem or someone else's problem. Is that the right thing to do? Where are you banishing it to? I never understood that. I don't know. So, you know, how do you get them to leave you alone is the big question. And, you know, we're going to be talking about why Sage doesn't work in this in this arena. It has its purpose, but it's not necessarily to remove a ghost. Um, and why is dealing with ghosts and the paranormal such a secret? Why, why is it that, you know, we tend to hide it or think that we're crazy or no one's going to believe me. I think that's a really big deal to address. And we're, we're all about just blowing this out into the open and giving people a real logic trail, something tangible to well, work with. Exactly. And everyone says, oh, get a Reiki master or a shaman. They don't know how to remove ghosts any well, more than I did Reiki, at that time. A Reiki master is a person who moves energy, but where does it go? And, you know, I'm going to be well, on. They're not moving ghostly energy. Right. Where does that go? So that's kind of where, you know, that Reiki master may not have the power to do something or the ability to do something like that. And a shaman, there are many types of shamans and they're not all built the same. All right. So when we come back, we are going to be going a little deeper into this and you're listening to ghost helpers on transformation talk radio. I'm having to rewire my brain for the new show here and Check out our aromatic sponsors, the Oil Lounge. They've got some wonderful things and some things that we have used for years to help us strengthen who we are to be able to deal with ghosts. So we really love the Oil Lounge and we'll be right back. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Dream on, lie high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge Radical Change with Ease with my co-host Dr. Pat on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, 
Visit burnbrighttoday.com. Welcome back to Ghost Helpers. And here on Transformation Talk Radio. And what we'd like to do is take a minute and explain how does someone become a ghost? Because it's always right. cause and effect. So when you're little, you're thinking, when I grow up, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a ballerina, right? No one ever says I want to be a ghost, except no. for maybe the jerks in life. <laughs> no, and, and most people, blessedly, are not jerks. Right. Most so people are good people. How does someone become a ghost? And what does it mean to be a ghost? Let's start, let's back it up a little bit. So a ghost is simply a former human being who's lost its shell. And, you know, and we, we've talked about our physical bodies are kind of like rental units, right? We don't keep them forever. When we die, in theory, we're supposed to cross over and go home. With some people call it heaven. We call it all different names. We go home. We return to where we came from. Life everlasting. And so a ghost is simply a person who is stuck literally between heaven and earth. It's stuck between dimensions. How does that happen? That happens because energy is neither created nor destroyed. So when you die, you just keep going on. You exit the mortal frame from the crown, basically from the top of your head, also called the crown chakra, and you see yourself standing by and looking at your body. That's if you know you died. Not everybody knows they died. Well, I remember a number of years ago, there was a tsunami in another part of the world and how they found us, I don't know, but I had all of these angry people in my house who didn't know they were dead. And by the way, they were wet. <laughs> um, and they weren't actually dripping physical water on, but they were all wet and they were angry because they didn't know they died. They're walking down the street. And all of a sudden, you know, this massive crash happens and they are literally just chucked out of their body. They don't know they're dead. They don't know what to do. They don't understand what happened to them. And our one of our focus points in this show is to open up everyone's compassionate heart and imagining if this were me, this is a Tibetan philosophy, if this were me, what would I want someone to do for me if I were in that situation? And if a person doesn't know they're dead, you can still help them. If they do know that they have died, you can, you can definitely help them. And so you leave your mortal frame and you're looking at your body and that you become a ghost instantaneously. If you, the Tibetans also in the Tibetan book of living and dying by Sogyal Rinpoche, they actually detail the process of the soul leaving the body. It's the most incredible and accurate depiction I've ever read. Again, we study this a great deal. And most religions don't explain to people when you leave your body, when you die. What do you do? Thank you. And with most religions, they focus on the living and the grieving. They're not focusing in on that soul that just died. Let's think about that for a minute. It's like once you're dead, okay, my, I'm done. No, 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 no. Every one of us needs to have an understanding of when you leave your body, you have a new action to take. And we know this is true because in every faith, I don't care what, whether it's Hinduism or Buddhism or uh, Islam or Christianity or Zoroastrianism, whatever ism is, <laughs> there is a 23rd Psalm equivalent. Lo, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You leave your body, you enter a pretty dark world. I know there are a lot of people with near-death experiences and the light gloriously comes. That does happen, but not for the majority of people. And you never want to assume that when a loved one dies, they automatically cross over. And, you know, we've had, you know, souls that we've helped cross over, like that little old lady who went to church like eight days a week. Um, she didn't cross over because her religion told her she wasn't worthy. So, well, she was born in sin and she died in sin. So why would God love her? So she didn't cross over. So, you know, there's all kinds of reasons. 
that somebody may not cross over. And we're going to be shedding some light on a lot of those reasons to give people an understanding of how this process works so you can take your power back. It's not enough to say, gee, I'm so afraid I want to get rid of them. What we're offering is a different mindset, a different viewpoint to take it to the next level of understanding. Every one of us is going to go through this process. Imagine if we were equipped to know what to do. Or let's say your child dies. Do you want somebody hunting them or your grandmother? And this is why we're ghost helpers. And we've had, Tina and I've had so many conversations about this, all of these ghost hunter types of shows. It's exciting. It's titillating. It's this, it's that. But at the end of the day, these are souls and we need to have compassion for them. Hunting them down to get an energetic field or something like that doesn't help that soul. What does help that soul is to cross them over. You know, there's like the Lizzie Borden house and all of these, these haunted locations where these souls just keep existing in that location over and over and over. What if we crossed them over? What if, or a massacre site them or the, uh, you know, you see the crosses on the side of the road. I've been cross country what five times. And every time, whatever freeway or road or highway I'm on, and I see the little crosses on the side of the road, I bring in help and cross over all those souls. And we're going to be talking about how to do that and how anyone Absolutely. can do that. Absolutely. Because we want to make this information available to anyone who, who cares to listen. Or if you're sitting with your loved one who is dying of cancer, how can you help them? What could you say to them? How do you help someone who's dying? And sometimes, especially after they die. The most spiritually profound thing we can do is help a soul cross over and go home. It's no different than, you know, finding a lost child. You're going to want to help that lost child go home, find their parents. It's the same concept. Because the energy of a ghost is heavy. It is oppressive. And if the ghost is grieving, you're going to feel their grief. And you're not going to know, are you feeling their grief or or your own grief? Right. How do you, how do you differentiate that? And if it's a house where something horrible happened, I don't care if you think you're an engineering rock and you can't feel anything. If you didn't have psychic ability, it wouldn't keep you safe. And well, let's stop a minute. Psychic ability. We all have it to a certain degree and it's designed to keep us safe. That intuition is our most powerful form of psychic ability, period. Everyone has to have it. It's what borders on, we call it common sense. A lot of times it's the feeling like I shouldn't step in traffic right now, or that guy's going to change lanes. I just feel it. That's psychic ability. I've had this conversation with many an engineer and scientist and they go, yeah, you know, you're right about that. I do know when somebody's going to change lanes in traffic. What we're trying to say is we have some amazing things to share with all of you. We hope that you'll listen. We hope that you will invite your friends who are interested in this, especially your friends or your spouses or your family members who are skeptical about any of this topic. And if you have questions you want us to answer on the air, send them to contact us at the karmic. No, contact contact at at ghosthelpers.com. Contact at ghosthelpers.com and we'll answer or you know you can call into um kknw or you know this station or transformation talk radio and and ask them so laura let's talk about what we're going to do next week in the uh, we're going to be discussing next week what happens if you're a parent and your kid sees ghosts what do you do how do you know if your child has an imaginary friend or not in night terrors, what are night terrors really all about? There oh, are so child. many parents that have kids who wake up screaming in the middle of the night and they don't know what to do. And we're going to give some solutions to help at ch- children that have are experiencing night terrors. And the and we don't use. We're also going to talk about why we don't use the word spirit, and how does somebody become a ghost? Even more in depth. Basically, it's ghostology 101. And the entire goal here is to help you keep yourself and your family in a safe space. 